On this episode, we're joined by Philip Beck Larson, who is a CTO at Umbraco. So today we're going to discuss the future of content management systems, including current trends towards cloud, headless and digital experience platforms. And we're also going to find out a bit more about how the recent acquisition of Umbraco by a private equity firm has changed things at the company. So firstly, Philip, thank you for joining us today. I'm happy to be here. So for those that aren't familiar with Umbraco as a company and a product, can you give us a bit of background? Yeah. Um, so Umbraco is uh, it's an open source uh, CMS, so content mm-hmm. management system. Uh, we started out as a traditional open source project, you know, one man in the basement and uh, kind of uh, grew from there. And now there's a, there's a company of 100 employees that, mm-hmm. that works on it, on the commercial services around it, uh, cloud mm-hmm. and support and that kind of stuff. Sounds good. And before we sort of dive into a bit more depth about the product, products now, um, your CTO, how did you sort of join the company and, and, and get that role? What's yeah. the background? I mean, I used to be a developer. Okay. Uh, I wrote uh, JavaScript all day long and had a lot of fun with that and mm-hmm. slowly turned into management. Um, I met mm-hmm. Braco f- seven, eight years ago uh, at mm-hmm. one of the agencies I was working at. Okay. And uh, always thought it was a, a very interesting, you know, different kind of company. Mm. Uh, so when I got the chance, uh, I was all for it and, and it jumped on a couple of years ago. Sounds good, sounds good. Well, I guess before we, um, as I say, talk a bit more about the products uh, that you've got, if we take a step back and sort of zoom out and think big picture, I'd be really interested to hear what your sort of thoughts are on the current trends around content management systems in the current market. Yeah, well, there's obviously a big trend about headless. Uh, mm. Headless is, uh, is there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of investments uh, going around and mm. a lot of attention on that. And uh, we think that's a that's a natural evolution or progression of of, of where content is going. Mm-hmm. Um, then. The the other side of that is is the is the whole DXP kind of thing, so, so the digital experience platform mm-hmm. where you have uh, all your you know surrounding systems integrated in in a, in a solution where editors have a great have a great uh, feeling of working with it, and mm-hmm. you still have a a, a setup that's uh, scalable and uh, where you can you know opt for for different kind of life cycles of of, of your mm-hmm. uh, your your infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But probably the last thing is is not. Tied directly to uh, to CMS, but I mean, generally we see a shortage of developers, right? Mm. Uh, like it's it's hard to get developers. Developers are, are expensive, and and they're you know they're they're treated very well for for good reasons. Mm. Um, and I mean, we we're very happy that uh, some of the la- latest uh, you know surveys and stuff. Uh, the, the technologies that we've built on is actually the most popular one amongst mm-hmm. uh, developers. So picking a, a CMS or picking your stack, uh, you should also pick something that your developers actually want to work on because mm. you want you want them to stay around, right? Yes. I think within the .NET space, I think it's fair to say you'll probably uh, have one of the most modern architectures. There's been a lot of rebuilding, which we'll talk about a bit later, yeah. uh, in .NET Core, for example. And the, the underpinnings are probably uh, one of the most modern. Is part of that reason that you want to attract the... Yeah, of course. I mean, we always we started out as a technology company, and that's still mm-hmm. what we are at the mm. core of everything. Like we we're passionate about technology, yes. and, and you know, developers always want to work on the, the new shiny thing, and, and we want to <laughs> enable that. Yes, yeah. It's interesting. You talked about headless. Um, I mean, that's something as an agency, particularly over the last six months to a year, we're seeing more and more briefs come our way, specifically wanting a fully decoupled headless uh, CMS. And a good example would be Hampshire Trust Bank, which have recently mm-hmm. launched a, a project using the uh, hardcore headless product that you have. Um, what are your plans for sort of in that space? And how do you see that product, hardcore, sort of coexisting and sitting alongside the main product in future? Yeah. So we, we, we think of... Uh 
Hakko is, is kind of a, a software as a service product that, that we sell on the side. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 the core of Braco, the open source project uh, at, at the core of it. And then there's like a delivery layer on top of it. Mm. Uh, so that uh, it scales uh, super well, it's it's really, really fast, and you still get all the flexibility and the great editor experience that, mm-hmm. that people really want from from uh, from Braco and that, mm-hmm. that they really enjoy. Um, I think I think it's it's a it's a great uh, it's a great setup where you can you have all the flexibility that that you need, uh, but you're still able to to scale and deliver to a bigger audience uh, and uh, and yeah and, and really grow with, with your uh, with, with your project. Mm, mm. And you also mentioned um, DXPs, sort of experience platforms, and um, certainly the market has been a big sort of shift towards that in recent years. And I think some of your competitors of commercial products. They've got a bundle in and built a lot of functionality that supports that DXP architecture within these products. If you think about, you know, some of the advanced marketing features and content personalization and predictive analytics and the like, what's sort of your offering or what's your thoughts on how Umbraco is going to uh, play in that space in the future? Yeah, so I think the, the evolution that we're seeing is that the, the CMS has kind of became DXP. Mm. DXPs, and then now we we started talking about composable DXP, where it's not like the the suite where you buy uh, one product and then you also get their commerce engine and their personalization engine and their marketing automation engine yeah. and stuff, but where it's more pluggable or more composable, mm. and that's that really fits our strategy really well because we've always been we've always talked about best of breed. You should have the freedom to choose whatever you want in your stack, mm. and then everything's easy to integrate into Umbraco because mm. we're so flexible because everything is built around the editor experience uh, it's a really it's a really great fit for us mm. uh, so i mean for us it's a lot about making sure that uh, that integrations are available off the shelf okay uh, so that uh, if you or if you're already using hubspot or uh, salesforce or commerce tools or mm. whatever out there uh, there's pre-built integrations for you so that so that you can you can you know kind of pick the pick whatever engine you want uh, mm. and, uh, and and they'll 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 have a, a seamless integration to Umbraco. Yes. Okay. So your approach is be extensible, be easy to plug into, yeah. and, and kind of pre-make some integrations. Yeah. The, the, the strategy is is, right. is partnerships, and mm-hmm. then uh, pre-building uh, integrations. The most important yeah. integrations. Okay. Yeah. So things like building your own kind of personalization engine things like that aren't really sort of on on the roadmap for. Not for us. Okay. No, yep. we have we already have uh, great partners that that mm-hmm. has built a personalization engines for, yep. for Braco, yes. uh, and uh, and that's that's the approach that we take. Cool. Well, it's interesting actually. Some of the kind of uh, I think over the last five years, a lot of incumbent CMSs and um, particularly commercial ones, as you say, kind of built in this extra functionality in a kind of almost a monolithic way within their, yep. their product. And it's interesting you said sort of composable DXP because yep. that's certainly the language that. That's very current from them at the moment in the market. Yeah. It's almost starting to unpack those into kind of modules that could be, you know, in theory, you could use, you know, a module yeah. from here and a module from there and so sort of exactly like it, it together. It fits very well with mm. like the the move away from the monolith from the from the big mainframe, right? Mm. Uh, people want the the flexibility, and I think I think probably the to me the the biggest. The most important reason for that is the different life cycles. Like mm. if you have a, a commerce engine, maybe you have a product information management system, uh, you have a dam or like a digital asset management system or yep. whatever. Like if they're all in the same suite, then you have to swap them all at the same time. Mm. But uh, take, I mean, most often, like there's different life cycles on them. You want a new website relatively often, uh, yep. whereas your ERP system or your CRM system, you probably don't ever want to change mm. those. Mm. Uh, so why would you why would you build that in the same thing? Yes. Like you want integrations, and then you want the flexibility to do whatever. You yes, want. and there's also probably the argument that 
you know, different products have strengths and weaknesses. So yeah, you exactly. want to really get the best in class. Yeah, you want to make sure that uh, that mm. you make the right trade-off on all of them and you don't have to, to pick the entire suite. Right? Yes. Okay, cool. So I guess another sort of trend we're seeing is companies really wanting to move away from hosting things themselves towards cloud. I mean, that's been yeah. going for a good number of years, but all the you know, people starting to talk about, you know, platform as a service and infrastructure service, et cetera. You also have a, the Umbreco cloud product yeah. uh, that launched I think it was sort of four years ago. Yeah, something, something like yeah. that. I mean, how's you know, how's that how's that gone, and what's the take up been like that product? Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we're definitely happy. Of course, we always want more. I mean, that's yep. that's that's where the growth of our business uh, is primarily. Okay. Uh, and um, I mean, uh, the the developer feedback that we get is is really good. They really like the the experience that you. Uh, click a button and then all of a sudden you have a production environment and development mm-hmm. environment and everything's just set up for you it's super mm-hmm. easy to get started it's super fast mm-hmm. you know the the time to market is, is really important these days mm-hmm. and and that just you know is accelerated a lot with with, with cloud and mm-hmm. then on the operations side of it uh, as an agency or or as a as a you know a direct customer like the fact that we do the, the the upgrades of the platform of the Umbraco install that you're on mm. and stuff it's it's a it's a real time saver and and you know you, you can sleep good at night because you know you're safe you're always up mm. to date mm. so yeah i think it's the takeoff's been 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 pretty good of course we we, we always want more but uh, yes. yeah we're, yes. we're happy with it and do you think you'll always have that kind of you know the hardcore is a fully headless you know for the SaaS CMS there, yeah. but also cloud for those that do want to have a bit more control maybe over their own customer. Yeah, so so in 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 the non-hardcore cloud, so classic cloud or whatever mm. you, you call it, uh, we we see that as a as a platform as a service mm. where you can have your own uh, custom code and there's a lot more flexibility in exactly how you mm. want to do it. Where hardcore is more of a, a software as a service yeah. uh, kind of yeah service where yes. where it's it's uh, it's more managed. But then on the other hand, uh, you know we make sure that everything runs and, and I mean mm-hmm. if, when you can't ship code then you can't break stuff right? yes yes I think also I think it was because uh, you've got the courier product that makes deploying between different environments sort of super easy now and I think that originated from cloud right I think yeah yeah so that's always been spun off now as a... yeah we 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 made it into a product called deploy, deploy. Uh, that's that's also available for mm-hmm. for on-prem usage uh, yes. and I think that's we kind of think of it as a gateway drug to uh, to, uh, <laughs> to cloud, right? Where where you you get used to the great experience of uh, you know moving content yeah. from your staging environment to your live mm. environment, so you can you know launch features alongside content or mm. or something like that. And uh, and we when you get that uh, great experience on prem, it's a lot easier mm. to uh, to take that into cloud and uh, mm. and vice versa. I mean, if for some reason you start in cloud and and you want to move out, uh, if you uh, stay, if you buy a deploy on prem license, then you can actually have the same experience outside cloud. Yes, yeah, interesting. So you had a, another product, uh, Umbraco Uno, uh, which launched a couple of years ago, which I saw last week sort of announced that you'd withdrawn that from the market. Yes. What's the background for that? Uh, why it's been withdrawn? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, mostly a focus uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Like we only have a limited, uh, mm-hmm. you know, developers. Uh, of course, everybody is limited, right? And and we want to make sure that we don't spread ourselves too thin, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and focus on on hardcore and and, and regular cloud where we see uh, a more of more uptake. Yes, yeah. I guess strategically it was yeah. Because it's like a self-service website builder, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah it's a, it, was, it was a super hard, super competitive market. Like if you yes. start to compete with the Wixes or the Squarespaces or, mm. or something like that, like that it, it's just super competitive and it's very low margins. Mm. Uh, and and uh, I mean, Umbrago's always been 
for developers and developers really really love it because mm-hmm. of all the flexibility I've been yes. saying again and again. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, uh, we kind of you co- we kind of got got lost in that with with Uno a little bit. Mm. Uh, so so it's uh, we're we're getting uh, closer to the core and and, mm-hmm. and you know focusing our effort. Sounds good. So in terms of um, sort of the core product, then so I think it's fair to say there's been a lot of uh, uh, sort of investment in the the underlying architecture in recent years and, and redevelopment and rearchitecting. Uh, and it's great now that the core is built on uh, .NET Core, mm-hmm. uh, and say so it's a really sort of modern underpinnings now. From an upgrade perspective, obviously as an agency, there were, you know the 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 move from V7 to V8, and uh, in particular was quite had quite a hard upgrade path. Um, as you've got to this sort of V9 and, and looking forward, are there any kind of major reworkings of the platform on the roadmap, or have things sort of stabilised a bit for now? I mean. So the, the 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 major switch we've we've made is to say instead of doing the big bang mm-hmm. uh, releases where we change everything at once, we want to make the upgrades a lot easier. Mm. Uh, so we'll make them a little more frequent, okay. uh, and that means that that everybody should be able to always be on the newest version and not mm-hmm. get left behind. Yes, uh, I think the 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 next the next bigger uh, breaking thing that that we have on the table. Uh, is for uh, for package developers mostly, mm-hmm. uh, so people that build extensions for Mraco. Okay, uh, we call those packages, uh, and uh, that's scheduled for uh, something like Mraco thirteen or something. So it's okay. it's you know uh, it's still quite a quite a quite a long time away. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and how is that market the kind of package market uh, that sort of community around that? Is that sort of seen a lot of growth in recent years? Is that... Yeah, it's it's been it's been really interesting to see how we went from being. Uh, you know, only open source packages where everything was free and you know community mm. vibe and and uh, and and high fives and and all of that is is fantastic and and still super valuable for us, yeah. right? Uh, but starting to see people actually build their business on top of Mbraco, mm. making commercial offerings, making commercial packages. Yes. Uh, so that's 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 been a really interesting uh, mm. shift for us to see. That is not. Uh, I mean, people probably maturing like we are, growing into a, a proper company, and instead of you know having your uh, Open source commerce engine. Uh, why not make it a product? Uh, and people are happy to pay because then they get support and then they yes. get all the help they need, and they can, you know, help shape the commerce product's uh, future mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm. So, so, there, so, so that that's an interesting shift we're, we're, mm. we've seen. Mm. I mean, with the with the Dunnet Core upgrade, you talked about, like, uh, we were really, really happy to see that. Uh, I would say ninety-five percent of the top one hundred packages were already migrated when we launched. Okay. So there's a big, uh, you know, the community is very active, and they mm. really want to want to be, you know, as the point I was making earlier, like they really want to be on the on the on the on the forefront, on the yes. newest tech, on the new shiny thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so 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 that means that you can depend on a package, and uh, and 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 you won't be be left behind because mm. the package also wants to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen a bit more of those kind of if you think about the DXP sort of conversation, those pre-built integrations and things like that for some major platforms appearing, you know, just as packages that can be easily installed, which I think is probably sort of points to that. Yeah, exactly. Just how we need to plug it in the exactly. future. Cool. So you talked about the maturity of the company. And, you know, one big bit of news last year was the the acquisition of Umbraco yeah. by a private equity mm-hmm. uh, company. But you're interested in seeing as you're here today just to ask how that's going and really what's changed at Umbraco HQ since then? Yeah. 
probably the most uh, the most significant change has been that uh, they've ma- they've allowed uh, all the employees to buy into the company. Okay. So all employees have have gotten access, and I think more than sixty percent of the company is actually now owners. Wow. Okay. Uh, so that's that's really really uh, great for like the the future or like the mm. the core of the of, of the company as well. So I think that's a, that's a really good thing. Other than that, it's uh, it's great. I mean. Montero, the the equity company, they they only work through the board, uh, so they're they're on the board, but they they're not you know uh, they're not doing anything day to day operations. Okay. Uh, so they're they're bringing us some uh, some experience. Uh, they they used to be in a in a similar uh, company a lot, a lot of them before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's lots of experience in taking a product like ours, mm. uh, taking it into the US, taking it into new markets, uh, expanding uh, your partnerships, uh, all that kind of stuff. So there's there's lots of you know experience that we can we can uh, pull yes. from. Uh, so that's that's really that's really good but I mean day to day not really a lot has, has changed right. Uh, so so uh, it's still the the nine point thirteen percent crazy at the office, right? Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's still a lot of fun. Cool. So in terms of the future, you know, being open source, that's we will absolutely stay open source. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, as I like to say, like they more or less bought a property uh, or a company that has no intellectual property rights. So mm-hmm. like the value of Abraco is the community, is yes. the open source product. Mm-hmm. So if like it, there's no reason to 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 change that around, that would just be you know destroying what mm-hmm. you just purchased, mm-hmm. right? So I'm uh, I'm certain that that we will stay open source and, mm-hmm. and we will continue to to grow mm-hmm. the open source project. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly seems from the outside that the, the you know the, the buzz and excitement around the product does seem to be growing, yeah. uh, which is good. I think I think the the direction will will, will stay the same, but mm-hmm. maybe we're able to to speed it up a little yes. bit, right? Like because there was, mm. we have some more muscle behind us now. Right? Mm. And do you think, either related to this or not, are you sort of aiming to go more in the direction of enterprise in, in the coming years? Is that, is that a, a shift? I mean, uh, yes and no. I mean, mm. I think we will kind of expand the the market that we're trying to hit uh, we've, we've seen a lot of our uh, traditional competitors kind of leave the the upper mid market uh, so there's a there's a there's a there's a gap for us uh, mm-hmm. and of course we're we're eager to fill that uh, and to uh, to talk to uh, to new customers and mm-hmm. and uh, i mean you'll probably see that uh, some of the, the the features that we will launch in the next 6 12 18 months mm-hmm. are going to be more focused on you know, uh, stuff that you need when you have a bigger organization or run bigger websites mm. or have uh, more traffic or something like that. So maybe, yeah, you, you okay. can say we're, we, we'll be going up market a little bit or at least expanding the where yes. we'll go because it's, it's very important to us that we don't leave, you know, the, the old faithful uh, agencies and customers yes. behind. Mm, mm. And I guess as you build out these sort of commercial services that can, you know, drive revenue and drive growth in the, in the platform, that's... That's also going to be reinvested in that that main core platform. So you know, depending on the size of the projects, everyone you know should benefit. Yeah, I guess would, be, would be the idea. So if we zoom out again and think about you know the next couple of years and the context that we just talked about, where do you think we'll you know what changes do you think we'll see in the CMS market over the next sort of five years if we think big picture? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, uh, I think I think it's interesting how where Hitless will go. Mm. Uh, because I mean, we're like if you if we look back twenty years, like the move between client and server and client and server has gone up and down and up and down, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be interesting to see whether there's a swing back, mm. uh, or whether we will go, uh, you know, fully headless and we will never look back and and never render yes. templates uh, in in ASP.NET Core anymore, right? Yes. Uh, so that so that's an interesting thing, and I mean, to be honest, I, I'm not hundred percent convinced yet uh, okay. which way we will go. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think for us, it's, it's going to be a lot about you know paying attention to the market, paying attention to to where we're going, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and at least not shutting any doors. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Any other sort of big trends that you think? So sort of headless maybe growing as or any other sort of big trends you think we should? I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot of stuff around uh, delivering at the edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see more and more of the the Gatsby's, the next JS's, yes. where we you know pre-render sites and put them all the way on the CDN, so they're yep. super fast and always available and stuff. And that's 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 kind of a, a space that we're looking into. How mm-hmm. how can we fit into that? There's mm-hmm. so already open source packages uh, available from Braco mm-hmm. that you know at deploy time. So whenever you push save. Uh, or p- uh, publish time, yep. they will actually, you know, pre-build the website and and put it out as static files, so yep. you can uh, serve it on a CDN or something mm-hmm, like that. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's that'll probably be something we will look into more uh, mm-hmm. in our cloud offering and seeing how can we make something like that available. Yes, uh, maybe especially for 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 hardcore. Uh, because it's it is it's very much a trend that's co- combined with the with the headless uh, yes. space, right? Yes, yeah, we definitely see that, see that growing. And if we think a bit closer closer to home, thinking ahead to the rest of this year, are there any uh, sort of features on the roadmap you'd like to to share with us? Yeah, I mean, Umbraco Ten is out in a couple of months, mm-hmm. uh, and the big headlines are uh, you know the next iteration of .NET, so it's .NET six, uh, and there's there's a lot of of, of new features in that. Uh, we're adding a new uh, or support for a new embedded database and stuff. Very developer-focused uh, mm-hmm. uh, Umbraco 10 release. And then Umbraco 11 is going to be a little more on the editor, on the user experience okay. uh, kind of thing. So we'll see uh, like the next iteration of our grid mm-hmm. uh, with, with a lot more flexibility uh, in, in like the, uh, the, the blocks where you, that you kind of built your content from. Yes, interesting. Sounds exciting. Yeah. Well, brilliant. It's been lovely to speak today uh, and meet in person. Yeah. And um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. And uh, we all look forward to seeing how the product develops. Thanks for audience for listening.